You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. The Wet Spot is sponsored by Passionate Words Editing Services. At Passionate Words Editing Services, words are a writer's currency. We help you spend them wisely. For all your editing, proofreading, transcribing needs, follow at Passionate Words Editing on Instagram. That's at passionate.words.editing on Instagram. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash passionate words editing. Let's help you spend your currency well follow passionate words on instagram or facebook now in this segment i want you to get comfortable as i read one of my pieces Because the words, the words may move you. They may inspire you. Who knows? They may even get you wet. So sit back and listen. Naked. Release hair from abnormal snare. Untangle regal crown, let natural locks flow down the soft brown skin. Conscious daughter, flaunt your beauty. Reveal the knowledge flowing like locks, knowingly swaying down naked back. Freedom existed even as hair twisted around growing roots. Extending shoots symbolize embracing divinity. Eyes flashing with purpose. Determined glare softens when calling loved ones near. And I stare, falling into pools of infinity. Full blooming smile beguiles partner, intoxicating while drawing in with thoughts of kisses moonlight walks and erotic wishes lips when puckered cause men to be suckered into believing they rule the world while woman's radiant beauty unfurled pulls the strings from behind the curtain soft chocolate cheek blushing as i bend brushing with a kiss innocence Hinted, freshly minted desire glowing with the vitality of organic radiance. On full breast rest the nurturing of the nation, suckling the next generation on the education of themselves as emperors and empresses. Impresses with the ability to stand the strong back, enduring long hardships, yet standing upright, unafraid. Burdens are carried, so hours are 
lighter. I, I, I am awed by your strength. As I hold you close, the curve of your spine fits naturally against my, my palm. You are the calm within my storm. I feel my soul conform to the contours of yours. Your white hips and your behind remind me of sensuality. Rolling intimately as you walk before me. My eyes lock, mesmerized by the movements made by this woman's stride against the tide of ignorance. Each well-formed toe balances perfectly on multiple rolls. Moving without balancing poles. Sister, daughter, lover, friend. How much deeper does your strength extend? Tracing hand around your navel, saying that scar says you're able to sustain life umbilical womb. The cocoon birthing life. Extending again the human race with a little one that may have your face. Because, see, I remember. I remember the middle passage of my own sons. Contractions push the lights of my world out. After birth runs, and I cried. As I saw arms flailing wide, and I felt love. So, stand naked, unashamed. Strip off all vestiges of blame. Drop your dress. Impress with your daring. Sight of those breasts leaves me staring. You stand and I extend my hand and two become one. Joining in joyous celebration. Ignited conflagration. Passionate sensation. Of knowing you, of wanting you, of loving you, naked. In this segment, I invite you to join me as I speak about a current wet topic with a guest to the show. I hope you enjoy as we get wet together. Welcome to the Wet Spot, and this is Fashion Point doing a special edition of the Wet Spot in Grenada. I have just come from the Color of Woman, um, the Color of Woman show, and I am um, so pumped. First, this is the international women's day edition a little bit late because i wanted to do it on sunday but nevertheless nevertheless we're still here i am here with my friend baby ross who is the producer of the column um color of the of woman and um so i'm just gonna just say hey how are you doing hey hey passion poet yes um well, as you said, this is Baby Ras. Um, thanks for having me on your podcast. All right. Well, um, first thing first, I and I got to tell you thanks again for inviting me to the show. 
I totally enjoyed it. Um, I know it had a smaller crowd than we anticipated at first, but to be honest, it was a small but appreciative crowd. And to be honest, I totally enjoyed um, being the feature on on the show. Um, to be honest, I did not remember when you invited me that it was going to be that it was going to be International Women's Day. So it clicked. Everything clicked together because, as those of you who follow my podcast know, I worship women with words. So I am always ready to spend time making women feel gorgeous with my words. So, um, what, you know, first, what, what was your mind, how were you feeling about the, about the, um, about the show? Like, what was your mindset? Why did you bring on, put the show on in the first place? You know? Well, as you know, I mean, I've been doing this for a couple of years, um, Outside of the St. George's University, I think this would be my third, second or third show mm. called The Color of Woman. Um, I did it because as an activist and artist, I believe in doing the things you love mm. and helping people at the same time. And to me, The Color of Woman came about just because I wanted to, you know, let people know and understand some of the struggles that women go through um, is a lot. Mm. And some of the, the victories that we have. So it's not just about the struggles. And with you being there, it's more like, as you said, I, I, I did remember telling one of the media houses this, that the passion poet is going to be there to worship the women, make women feel awesome about themselves. Um, so I was pumped about the show. I was disappointed in the, the turnout. Mm-hmm. But as you said, the small audience that we had, they, they appeared very appreciative and they supported the cause. And I have to say thanks to them as well. Mm-hmm. And I also have to say you know, a lot of thanks to the poets who like, they were literally just waiting on somebody to say, hey, Let's do a poetry show, you know, and yeah, so thank you. And to you, I mean, yeah. you didn't ask for much, right? <laughs> so the fact that you came, you took your vacation time and you're here in Grenada, it, it really means a lot to me. And on the day, yeah, I was a bit emotional because <laughs> everything was late. And, yes. But this is Grenada, I guess, as they say. Mm-hmm. Lateness is in our DNA. But um, I, I still, at the end of the evening, as the evening progressed on Saturday, I was very appreciative of everybody who came out to assist, um, even up to the transportation. Yes. You know, I mean, people came out to assist that I didn't even expect, you know, to come out. And... Everything worked out, and even my, my, my brother and his family, my parents came, and I felt happy. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. I did. I did feel happy about it. I didn't get to see all the performances, but yesterday I was speaking with my brother, and he was telling me, hey, you know who was my favorite? And I wouldn't say. <laughs> But I'll just say it wasn't me, right? <laughs> he did say, I'm sorry, baby ass, it's not you. But, you know, and he enjoyed your pieces as well. Okay. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, a lot of the males there, there were more males than females, I believe. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm on stage, so I can't, <laughs> see, I can't see shit. The lights are right there. I can't see that. Well, that's nice to know. Yeah, there were more males than females. And um, all their comments were positive, except for the fact some people were not speaking loud enough, maybe, you know, projecting. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it was it was good. I, mm. I I can't stop saying thanks. I mean, and even to the student organization that we are donating to. I mean, we they saw the turnouts, so you know mm. it's not gonna be as big a donation as I expected. It's much smaller than I expected, but I am baby Ras and I am not giving up. This is this is what I believe that I am supposed to be doing, helping yes. people doing these things, um, getting stories out to people. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of things in store coming up, and, you know, who knows, maybe Robert will be back here again <laughs> yes, soon any, enough. <laughs> anytime you call me, I will make an effort. The issues always with me will have to be until I kick the dead job and I can, yeah. I can be free. You know, it will be coordinating that. But one thing I liked about the um, the color of woman and the and all the other things that you have done when Baby Ross uh, presents is the fact that it's all um, is all it, it, is the word is just is right there developmental, right? It's developmental because it's not just about getting up and having people perform, but it's just seeing people grow from where they were to where they are. I, I myself, I, I felt, I've never felt like a, a celebrity before, but to be honest, that's exactly what happened when people coming up to me and telling me, I, you know, that's what a professional looks like. I want to be like you. I'm like, who me like but but the whole point is to get them to see something that they are that they can aspire to because even in terms of what you said speaking um speaking into the mic slow um low and stuff like that is is a way to teach and give them a chance to learn how to project because you may have a mic but you still need to project to the end of the room you know so i'm glad to see that aspect of it as well because like I say, I, I, I would, I'm, I'm believing that this is like a way to start to build a poetry community in Grenada versus like where we have, we have established communities in Barbados um, and we do a little bit more, there's a little bit more um, solid, I guess, but it's nice to see, it's nice to see, um, you know, up, up, upcoming, upcoming uh, artists, you know, yeah, you you said you were uh, activist as well as artivist, and I and I I like that too. Being able to use your art to give a message, you know. So, um, you know, when how how long ago was this? How when did this start? When did you decide that you were actually going to become uh, Baby Ross and start doing this? Doing this as not necessarily a profession, but a way to push forward the community. Um, wow. I've been writing for about more than 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. 
didn't have a platform in secondary school to do certain things and you know I was never the person who got their piece picked because I was never really a favorite of you know most of my teachers and I'm not ashamed or afraid to say this so yeah um, but when I, I must say like a special special thank you to the St. George's University mm. They provided me with the fuel. You know, I had it and my teachers saw it and they would have events and they would say, hey, there's this person. I remember the very first time that I got a message from, I was a student at SGU and I got a message from Dr. McDonald Smythe and she, she was not a teacher of mine, she's somebody high up in the university so like why is this woman actually messaging me lord <laughs> so my heart started palpitating yeah and i'm wondering you know what's happening what i do wrong again <laughs> <laughs> and when i actually went to see her she was telling me that they were having the university was having this regional event and they heard that i do poetry and they want to give me that opportunity and it things took off from there wow. i started well i was always you know looking to volunteer in places so i was in almost all organizations mm. in SU, <laughs> undergrads everything and i just made strides through there mm. um even i did a couple shows there as well smaller shows because you know it was mm. within the community and yeah it was it, it, for me that was the beginning of everything mm. um as you supported me and helped me through a lot dr wendy crawford you know wendy crawford daniel some of you may know her she published two books recently um first one is island rising I think. no um unveiling island passion mm. And the second one, which was last year, uh, that was um, Sunrising, which was about a gay guy growing up in the Caribbean community, you know, and she's a sociologist, so mm. she used different, you know, data from everyone. She spoke to people, she, you know, and she made it into an awesome literature piece. That sounds them sound really interesting. I'm gonna go right. and read them pieces now. Exactly. And this she she was she always used to be the one used to call everybody calls her the other mother. Mm. Because Dr. C, as she is known, she is a pusher. She would push you. This is she knows you have it in you, so she will push you. To do it and she she was supposed to be at the show but I think she had something else mm. um, so she didn't make it on time but dr. McDonald Smythe was there yes and you know I really say I'm real appreciative like re I don't even know if there's a word to describe how I feel that she was there mm. and you know it, it just is really overwhelming sometimes but yeah so I don't do things to
get recognition. Mm. I do it because I feel good helping people. I remember there's a time I did, somebody invited me to do a performance and I did a piece called gender-based, well, it didn't have a title at the time, but it's about gender-based violence and child rape. Mm. And um, after I performed that piece, a young lady from the sister came up to me and said, she asked me if I knew her. I'm like, no, I don't. And she told me that I literally gave her life story right then and then in a piece. And it actually said nothing about, no, there was no sex and penetration, but it started like, you know, he put his pen in my book and it was just, everything was metaphorical. metaphorical. Yeah. And it worked. And then I started deciding, well, you know what, let's see if we could put this out, you know, do things like that. So besides the color of woman, there's lyrically fit yes lyrically fit is in two parts there's a competition and a show the first time i did lyrically fit outside of sgu it was for secondary school students mm-hmm. but i had a little i had a uh, some of the poets were assisting as well because mm-hmm. we would go to the secondary schools pick st- the, the schools would pick their students you know and we would try to help them and then we picked the best out of whoever and get them. We had Ricardo Keaton's Douglas, a Caribbean literature man, um, helping them with stage presence mm. and everything. And it went well. That was about four years ago, or it could be five. Um, it's just the timing. Yes. The time, because it's basically me alone. Mm. I mean, I don't want to do this for myself because I said I'm not doing this for recognition, right? I'm doing this because this is my passion. And the problem I have is people say that they're going to assist and they never show up. And it, it really, it, it hurts. So you know what? I do it for myself. Yes. It, I would take my time and do it. And so that's lyrically fit. I want to do that this year again. I'm not sure when, but we will do it. There's a writers' association, so mm-hmm. I try to work and collab with them sometimes too. Um, yeah, that's that's basically me and why I do what I do. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I listening to you, I hear things come out. Mentorship. You see, I hear people coming from if you want to say authority and becoming and seeing people with talent and helping them so you know as you were mentored you're looking to put a platform together to get mentorship come up through and other people get mentors and help and and help as well because i could tell you the same the same thing i'm here where i am because i and those who follow the podcast would have heard this story before but i wrote my first poem at 14 where <clears throat> I was I was at school and it was in third form and we've just been introduced to poetry and so I decided I would just go home and write one and I decided to write one it was called the student's lament it was a humorous piece where I was insulting everybody from the headmistress down to the janitor 
<laughs> and then I just I was I was just I was just having fun with words, right? So I get the next day and we had English lit class and I went to the, to the teacher and I gave him the book, you know, I said, Sir, read this. And he forced me to read it to the class. I was like, I hate you. He made me read it to the class. <laughs> everybody burst out laughing. Everybody enjoyed it, right? And I was like, oh crap, I could do this. I like, I could actually do this, you know? And from there, I just, I never stopped writing from there. I mean, writing's become, writing's become cathartic for me. It's become, you know, when a, a lot of people ask me why I got into erotic poetry, it's, you, to be honest, the real, real reason was I couldn't fuck. <laughs> I had no, I was, I was a nice little Christian boy at the time. I had all these urges and I had nothing to do with them. So I said, I said, oh, right. Pen, I had a different pen. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Had a different pen and I had to use it. So, so yeah. And so, and, and coming up, I've seen the same thing. Like even as people have helped me in my position now doing all this, I try, I've always said, I try to, to be there for people to, if mm-hmm. you come and ask me advice, you will get the advice that will give you up to Sunday night last night. Uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, and last night, I was talking to some people who came from the event who connected with me via WhatsApp, and a guy was giving me one of his pieces. He's really, really proud of this piece, by the way, and he's like telling me this piece. And I read it, and I'm like, "You need to go over that piece." Furthermore, you got two poems. In that one piece, that piece, you will have started your metaphor and then switched a completely different metaphor. And I'm like, wait, we're really going on. So what you need to do, I said to him, you need to go back over and split those poems into two poems and then work mm-hmm, on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I, I mean, it's, it still feels surreal to hear people say stuff like stalwart and, and master and master of words and all that kind of stuff and like, yeah. you can't be talking about you know <laughs> no but honestly you know you take the accolade and you run with it if that is how you feel about what I do then I can give you some advice and help you to shape your poetry because what I say about what poetry is you ask me what poetry is poetry is 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 encapsulating it, an emotion in words. That's what poetry is to me. You're taking a, you're taking the emotion and you're 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 enwrapping it in words, mm-hmm. so to express. Because my, as I said to people, what I want you to be able to do when you listen to my piece is feel. Feel it, exactly. Whether everybody it is writes a, different. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody writes differently, but once I feel your piece, whether it is erotic or not, it doesn't have to be erotic. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If again, the the girl that read your that that listened to your piece, she felt it because she was like, you you just you just owe me to a whole all these people. Yeah. <laughs> you tell my whole story to all these people, right? Um, that she felt it, and that and the and the, the reality of life is what is what we get out of poetry or we get out of writing because you know you don't want to be stuck to poetry, but anything mm-hmm. you write has to come from inside, has yeah. to feel. Um, but yeah, and you touched on it. We, um, uh, the, like I said, we are dealing with um, International Women's, Women's Day. Day. And so we're talking about how uh, you as a woman are basically, you are running this entire show and you still feel the pressure of having to do all of it on your own. Um, you know, elaborate a little bit more, I guess, on the producing side and 
what we would like to see because i mean i'm just asking from i mean even from a female perspective because i don't know how many other uh, people are, are are producing shows i don't know i don't know the people if but doing that this is a specific being that this is a specific niche if you want to call it of of show um how is it as uh, do you feel that the reason why you get such pushback is because you're a woman do you feel like it is because you have to push you have to push harder or is it because they just um they're piggybacking on your on your um on the work you're already doing i honestly i mean and i'm not just gonna speak about just the show mm -hmm. i don't believe and I, I know there are a lot of women that get pushed back and fight down because just because they have a vagina you understand and we have to work three and four times harder than the male but i honestly believe that i have managed to build bridges mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because people for example i would say like i went to st joseph's convent right all girls prim and proper school nobody expects to see me by the rum shop by the ghetto you know talking to people like why is she moving with these people you know but the, the way i try to live and i think there are a lot of people who don't understand including my parents um yeah uh i try to live in a certain way that we could when i'm gone i pave the way for people Malcolm X and them did it, mm -hmm. you know, in their way. I'm doing it in my way. Why do you think you were able to come and get, I mean, sponsorship was not a problem. I, I, I didn't have to beg sponsors. Well, whatever your magic <laughs> is, I want it. <laughs> they want to back more because people, to get things in Barbados, sometimes you've got to pull teeth thing. Yeah, I, I didn't have to, I mean, look. For instance, where you're living now, mm -hmm. it's an expensive apartment, but I mean, I, I, I've never stayed here before, but you know, this mm -hmm. is where we are. So, and people are like, well, how you get this, get them to sponsor the entire stay. I was, I was, I literally asked them for a discounted price, mm -hmm. you know? And they responded to me by saying, hey, we're going to give you this, you know. Whoa. And then Sandals mm -hmm. is not a easy sponsor to get. It's true. And, I mean, I've done work for Sandals before. Um, they wanted to do poetry events as well. So we still have that, you know, mm. connection. But the fact that they gave something meant a lot to mm. you know a lot of people well where i work wpg10 we decided to broadcast it the boss had no problem the boss himself was there to set up the camera and you know and that that says a lot so i don't i don't honestly feel like as a woman i got pushed back in that i think with the production and I planned this since wait, probably January. Yeah, January. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to do. I need because people keep. I actually had sponsors asking me 
and still have sponsors asking when is the next poetry event wow right and since lyrically fit happened mm-hmm. people have been asking you know okay and sponsors are asking to sponsor stuff wow you know i had to cut out some of the sponsorship for the raffles mm-hmm. and so because we didn't have that much people right but and i almost forgot one of the sponsors <laughs> you know so i don't see it as a pushback mm-hmm. the the only setback would probably be yeah as you say the market marketing for poetry mm-hmm. no the market for poetry okay uh-huh. is not there as we would like it to be and I am one of the few people who, because we have, as I said, we have the Writers Association. So they have their events at the museum, and we don't even have a space, we, you know? Oh. It's a space we don't have. We have the um, Labukan Creative Center, which recently built a small theater because the, the guy, um, Francis Uras Peters, is an awesome playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We don't really have the the space to do something like that. Mm. People people would quicker buy a ticket, just give a donation, just, yeah, just and there are a lot of people and still who are giving because hey, oh gosh, baby, ass, I know you try, I know you this, you know, and I appreciate these people still. I have to appreciate them, so. And we have quite, we have a few female producers and female um, organizers and so. And this is not my first time organizing something like this because even in SGU again, I did the vagina monologues Mm -hmm. and I was an actress, uh, producer, an organizer. I was, I I played all the roles. You understand? Because that's just me. Some mm. people might say, you know, push up. But I'm not push up. That's just me. I like to keep my brain going because if it's not going, then I'll just be like, oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I get lethargic and it doesn't work out. But I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm like, I'm wondering how uh, you can take some of that energy that the sponsors want to sponsor and you want to build, you want to build a, a uh, poetic and artistic community in, in Grenada um, and the hardest part is to find a space so maybe that is where you have to start you want to sponsor do you have a space that we can use for me the okay so that that this is not the hardest part mm. the hardest part for me is the time oh because I start work sometimes 8 o'clock 8.30 and I leave sometimes 8.30 so I, in I, Zan, I, I so I don't I have to fit in that time through all the other things. Believe me, I get yeah. I got run the I got run and, the empire the same way. Yeah, and this is this is not done online. This is, I have to go to these people face to face, you know, and that for me time is the biggest issue. Cause I could do a lot more if I had the time. Well, what about, um, what about, is there a way to have a team? Is there a way or is there a way of building a team so you can get some of this stuff done, administrate, delegate, get some stuff done? 
yes and no because we can't quit our day jobs it is true unfortunately <laughs> for poetry yeah um so it's hard for people to and we have people like amy jones mimi mm. awesome poet author and everything and she is always willing to help mm-hmm. she's also at work there are a lot of people the majority of the poets are employed or at school right so it's hard it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. you know and you can't say well okay you're gonna give them a hundred dollars i mean these people are putting their i do it at a loss to mm-hmm. myself i was i lose sleep and i don't i mean i don't i hardly sleep anyway but because <laughs> i always have a lot going on in my brain you know sometimes I don't know. You just want you just want to get it done, and you're gonna get it done. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I well, you know, you have my my full support. Anytime I come, anytime you call me, I can try to get my ass over here. Mm-hmm. I I know it is like for me, the Rossi Empire is, is a business for me too. So mm-hmm. it's like I hear a sponsorship, and they want sponsors. Like maybe they could sponsor my ticket, or maybe they could give me a, a little stipend. I mean, hey. I could do it. I could do it with some money, because when I get when I come here, it is a loss for me too. I come to support you. Yeah. I come to do give my give my give my support to the initiative. But as I literally said to someone on Sunday night, on Saturday night, no one bought a book. I'm not able to buy food. Mm-hmm. Like I would have I would have supported. No yeah. one bought anything, right? So I mean, you know, it is it is always it is always difficult to balance but we do what we do because it's passion it's our passion it's what uh, that's it's literally serious? written into yeah. my name yeah. it's literally written into my name i am i am passionate this is what i do mm-hmm. but you know honestly as i say i will always support one way or the other even if i can't make it at one day or one year you will always see me come you will always see me send support if, 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 if even if i have to do my pieces via zoom yeah i will do what i have to do but you know, this is you know, and even for being on the podcast, you know, this is just awesome to, to for me. So, you know, it is it's been uh, an awesome time getting to know you, getting to get into the mind of Baby Rast, and um, I'm just saying thank you. You're say you say thank you to me. I have to say thank you to you, <laughs> yeah. and you know, because this is what. Caribbean integration is about this is what you know people always talk about integration integration through cricket and, and yeah, arts yeah, yeah. you know this is this is and sorry to cut you no but um this was kind of a dream of mine to be able to build that bridge within the Caribbean countries you mm-hmm. know cuz when we used to have the uh, what they call that festival we have in Grenada and uh, at this point sometimes I'm not even sure if we still have it mm. because I mean I'm here I'm a poet and I d- you don't even get the ministry calling you to say hey can you do this or can you do that they have said they whoever people I don't know I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know and honestly yeah. yeah but you have the different festivals of the arts in different countries and to be able to, for me, I got to perform in St. Kitts and Nevis. Mm-hmm. I got to perform, I think, in Curacao once. Um, 
I didn't get to perform in Barbados. Don't worry, I can work on that. <laughs> but even it doesn't matter to me where mm. I perform. But as you say, it's all about the feeling. It is. You understand? So I, it is my dream to actually be able to get have poets have this circle mm-hmm. that we could. Hey, I'm having a poetry show. Would you be able to come? You know, one day I might be able to be. Yes. You know, something else than just in Grenada, and still. Um, they're better poets than I. You know, there are a lot of great poets out there. A lot of young people writing poetry and um, songs, and but they don't have the platform. Right. Yes. That's right. What's the necessary. platform. I just, I just want to create that platform for people to be able to showcase their talent. And if you noticed on Saturday when I was speaking to the audience and I said we will have more stuff happening and so and I keep saying we and my mother used to always ask who is we? It's just me. Mm -hmm. But I so don't usually like to be in the spotlight that I just say we. Mm -hmm. Yeah I have people I have people helping and there's nobody. It's just me. But I'm hoping one day soon it will change. That will change. Well, hopefully, well, then listening to your passion, listening to the, to the drive and listening to what you want to achieve, that's the reason for the podcast, for it to be listened to and people could come on board. Because we all need a team. I, yeah. do, the same, I do the same thing. And it, like, I call, I, I, I don't want to get into another 15 minutes to talk about myself, <laughs> but you know, I called the I called my company the erotic empire for a reason, and it is an empire. Every time I think, I something happens and I'm and I'm expanding. You know, first it was the books, then you know, then from from the books it was well, first it was one book, then it was two books. Yeah. Now it's six books, and now moving on from six books, there's a website. Coming next to coming next to my book, yeah. <laughs> you know. There's a website. There's there's merchandising I got into, um, you know, and the podcast is another aspect of the whole network. So and all every single time I look around, I'm thinking, I I, I let, let me just focus on all these things. And another idea pops up because people are like, it, poetry is to be experienced. A lot of people don't like buying poetry, yeah. but they would listen to it, which means for years, I should have, by now I should have had the books, audio, uh, audio books. So I need to work on that. Yeah. Spoken word CD. That was one of the things I wanted to do. Or I was, well, right now, you know, just put it, you don't, who sells CDs anymore? But anyway, but you know, Man, be surprised. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, so there's still things. And like you said, there's a lot of things that I can do. And a lot of things that are still in my mind, but we need, a team, team because we can't do this on our own so. and i just want to i mean i think we've been down here we tried to make this clarion call to the government to help i mean yeah we understand everybody's not going to be a kirani james mm-hmm. i know i'm not <laughs> no i can't run to save my life but we have the arts and it's something that I'm sure that they see that you know it. We are passionate about it. That otherwise, for example, the Ministry of Social Development 
um, piggybacked <laughs> on, on this. They were not the, even there. Nobody from the ministry came out to the show. And I got a message saying one lady was sick, but nobody else. I mean, you're saying this is for International Women's Day. And when I put out my photos and videos, you want your name to be mentioned, but you're not, you didn't even find it fitting to, to, to show, up. show up, make the effort to show up, you know? I mean, that really hurt me mm -hmm. a lot. Yes, it would. Because you, you sent me a letter saying, hey, um, thanks for asking us to partner, and they endorsed the event. And yet for all, they were never there, not... Yeah, I don't want to get emotional, yes. yeah? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yes. I, I think, yeah, we just, I just want to send out a clarion call. I don't know if we have to, I don't know what it is that we have to do mm. to let people know that, yeah, we here, we exist, we, we want to do this, we're doing this, and we want help. I, I even spoke to one of the ministers some time ago about having a poet laureate in the Caribbean. I mean... That's going to be awesome. It's not me. Mm -hmm. I know it's not going to be me, but we have to give people something to work towards. towards. Yep. And we don't want everybody to just be migrating to, you know, the bigger world, as they say, out there. Everybody just will, they will just go. And then when they make it out there, then they you want to come and them. say, oh. They won't claim them. They and this is what happened to me in... Sorry for going so long, mm. but this is what happened to me with Convent mm. and SGU. SGU gave me that platform and that opportunity to, to grow my poetry. And Convent afterwards, they're like, oh, would you come back and speak to the students? And could you do this? And no, I'm not joking. No, because when I was there, I was never that, none of my pieces were good enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so why is it now that you see that I'm getting regional recognition that you want to acknowledge me? Nah, keep keep your acknowledgement. That's good. You understand? As you put, as, who's the person that sang that song and said keep that same energy? Keep the same energy. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Understand? Yeah. Keep the same energy. So I mean, I, again, let me just say thanks mm. to you and for being here. Trust me, you helped me out a lot on the night. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but well, again, it was rough. <laughs> yes, it was rough, but we made it through. We so it. this is a clarion call for audiences and governments all over the Caribbean the region and the world. You have artists who want to help, who want to show forth their art for the country and for the world, right? I mean, you have what is a world without art? What is a world without art? We go to we, we dig into prehistoric times and you have the art on the wall that gives history. You go to the, I mean, the same pyramids in Egypt, all of those things are part of the arts. You mm -hmm. need the arts to get your society civilized, in my opinion. To, mm -hmm. you know. So, yes. That could, art as a therapy. Exactly. You understand? Right? A lot of young people have problems. They, okay, they, they can't, can't talk they want, to nobody. They can't talk. If they fight, they go to jail. They mm -hmm. die. You know, just... 
Yes. Let them write. Let, let them, them paint. Let them yep, exactly. express themselves. And give you know? and give and let there be spaces, not just in Grenada, yeah. not just in Barbados, but let there be spaces for these people and for us as artists to have to have that space, to have that space to give back to the community, to have that space to give back to those coming up and to talk regionally about these things going on. I'm sure I could have a, a poem about coronavirus by now. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyhow. <laughs> we digress. Yes, we digress. Thank you so much, Baby Ross, for being a part of the Wet Spot. This has been Passion Point for one more week. And so I will end off by telling every single beautiful woman in the Caribbean and in the sound of my voice, happy International Women's Day. Passion loves you. All right. Thank you, Passion. <laughs> Real. Thank you for joining me on The Wet Spot. My name is Passion Poet. You can find me on Instagram at Bajan Passion Poet. B-A-J-A-N-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-P-O-E-T. Bajan Passion Poet or on my website at passionpoet.com I hope to see you next time